Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Well, this is great news today because Brandon's daughter is going to become a professional swimmer and we're going to hear all about it. But before we get to that, it's your five seconds of silence brought to you by the Smarticle Podcast. Here is the headline, Brandon. 70% of kids drop out of youth sports by age 13. Here's why and how to fix it for AAP. This is Man Talk Monday, Brandon. So put on your man hat for me. Okay. My man and dad hat, for sure. This is brought to us by Stefan Boreali in the USA Today. The Woke Magometer, please. Uh, dude's definitely, he's a sports, he's a sport doctor or physical therapist, something. But he's, he writes about basically sports. I don't know what we're on the mocha meter I'd give him. Probably closer to the MAGA side, but I would bet you this dude's right down the middle. So I'm going to give him a five on the mocha meter. Here's the headline again. 70% of kids drop out of youth sports by the age of 13. For a lot of kids, it comes down to the fact that sports becomes less fun and more about the concept of what success is from more of an adult's eyes than a child's eyes. Kids want to stay active, play and have fun with their friends. And winning and losing is something that they care less about. In addition, the pressure to succeed at a young age, as well as the perception that this is the most efficacious route to future athletic success, further leads to high volumes of training and a loss of enjoyment in sport. I just did a modicum of research, Brandon. Mm. A 2015 study found that 26% of U.S. parents of high school athletes hoped that their child would become a professional athlete. Yeah. Uh, the most recent NCAA survey found that only 0.03% of high school basketball players will be a professional. 0.1% of hockey players, 0.4% of soccer players, and 0.4% for baseball players will become professional. Right. I just like those numbers because we really do need to tell parents, your kids are not going to be a professional. Yeah. Even going lower, I wonder what the percentage of kids that even play in college is. Yeah. I'll bet you it's like less than 10%. And if just parents went in with that, and by the way, I get it. You're a kid. I never was around kids. I didn't know kids sports until I became a dad and I was like woefully unprepared. So I understand thinking that your kid's going to be something because to be honest, your kid is, she is going to be the great Luganus of the swimming world. No, she's not. Cause we're not putting her in a year round program. And, the flying and dolphins was, is, isn't she the star of the flying dolphins? It's a summer program for two and a half months. Oh, that's it's it. A, it's a summer swim club program. It's very she fun. She could become the Mark Spitz no, of can't. Asheville, she North oh, Carolina. Maybe if she wants to when she's in high school and college. Okay, sure. good. Okay, good. But she's not going to get it from me and her mother. Okay. In fact, it's funny that you say that because we had a someone reached out to us from one of the clubs here in town. It's like, hey, we'd love Mabel to swim for us. She'd done stroke lessons there. So they're like, oh, she's, you know, she's ready to go. And we're like, no, dude, she's seven. We're not putting her in a year-round swim team. And I had a buddy who grew up swimming who was a collegiate swimmer and water polo player. And he's like, and he, well, I didn't say his name. I didn't name check anybody. He's just a guy that, <laughs> anyway, he said he won't let his daughter be honest. He goes, dude, I hated oh. it. I hated every minute of it. I never want my daughter. I hate swimming. You got to go to these stinky, hot, you know, pool gyms. And he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that either. I want my kid to have fun, period. And you know, I got lots of thoughts on this one. Lots. Well, you have lots of credos. You're the uh, your daughter's basketball coach. I am. As we mentioned, you yep. uh, brought into the world this fabulous swimmer. So you do have lots of bona fides, Brad. 
Well, I did play college sports. I worked really, really hard to get there. I had zero, zero youth sports leadership. No, my parents never put me. I played Little League baseball because every single kid in my town played Little League baseball. Played a little Pop Warner. So what your youth sports was you doing it. It wasn't your parents telling you to do it. It was all on you. 100%. I don't even think my parents would have known if I hadn't said I want to go play baseball. It just so happened to say that that was what, like, I was in a fairly sports-minded town in terms of, like, that's what kids did because there was really nothing else to do. So, you know, I probably started playing baseball when I was in, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade and played through high school and then, you know, played football. I think I started football in, I want to say seventh grade and then played through and then got serious about it my junior year in high school. But everything I did was driven from me internally. My parents never played sports. Had no concept of it. In fact, they barely went to my games. So it was like I had zero. They certainly weren't going to be driving me all around the country to be in a year-round sports league. So something happened between your childhood and where we are today. And I feel like you're good to ask this because, once again, you've got lots of benefits. I could tell you exactly what happened. Where did fun get removed from the equation of youth sports? All right. Well, here's what happened. Oh, can we do a condensed version? We're going to do a condensed version. Schools cut PE programs. That's it. All those PE teachers that no longer had a job had to create mm. jobs. So what they started doing is they started oh. doing year-round sports. So like, hey, you want your kid to play? So th- there's always been this ethos in the American culture of like, hey, my kid could be the next Michael Jordan, or my kid could do this, or my kid could do that. Uh, especially, and I and I believe it's not just, it's not a race-based thing, but I think a lot of white suburban parents especially think they're fat little kid is yeah. going gonna, gonna to yeah. make it. And like, no, you're not. You have zero chance of getting there. If it doesn't come internally from you, the odds are it's not happening. So are there exceptions? Of course. They always want to point to those exceptions. But these PE teachers left schools and they started running these sports after school programs to make money. We have them in every town. We have one here in Asheville, North Carolina. It's this big soccer program. It's a total scam. They're always trying to get money out of you. Hey, your kid could be in the blah, blah, blah league and they should be moving up. I'm like, she's eight years old. I just wanted to run around and kick the ball. So once again, I will confess, Yeah, never had been around a kid. So my kids started playing soccer, and I got sucked into this whole thing. How does a parent not have the perspective of that it should just be fun playing sports when they're a kid? Because I think it's a number of things. I think there are a lot of people that live vicariously through their kids. We're just yeah. a culture that does that, yeah. where we're like, hey, man, I wasn't good at it, but my kid's going to be good at it. Uncle and Rico. Is, and listen, Uncle let's be, Rico yeah, totally. Let's be honest. When you see your kid perform well in a youth sports thing, Everybody's like, oh, your kid did great today. Yeah. She was off. You know, yeah. I've watched your boys play. They're really good athletes. Your daughter's a good volleyball player. There are things that we can have some success in the in youth sports, but we have to take it realistically. If you put these kids into a travel team and they're like, well, if they don't get on a travel team, I know this because my brother-in-law has invested, uh, I think, over yeah, $10 million dollars on, travel in travel, on a travel team for my nephew. And there, he's always like, listen, man, if he didn't play travel ball, he's not getting any good competition. I'm like, well, that just says more about you than it says yeah. about that. Like, I mean, I had no good competition growing up. You know what my thing was? I'm 6'5", 300 pounds. That's what my thing is. I was Hey-o. able to do that because I had some genetic predisposition to be able to do that. I was talking to another friend that I played with, and he's 6'9". He was a Yo. guard. And he goes, man, if I wasn't this big... I never would have played. And so a part so, of it is just luck. Were you guys having like a Shrek party, the two of you? <laughs> He's actually really thin now. He's a tall <laughs> beanpole now. 
Uh, and I've lost, obviously, a lot of weight since I played, but I think it's really, really sad. I think there is this, it's easy to get sucked into your children's success. It is much harder to just take a hands-off or I'm going to love you no matter what approach. If you, so back to your brother-in-law, we're just outing him, but I know lots of people like yeah, him. Yeah. If you just put all that money that you spent on a travel ball into some sort of college account yeah, yeah. and then left it there over the years, yeah. you would have the money to go to college and your kid would need a scholarship. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it, it's hard to show people that because they really believe, I think it's like a, a drug. I think they get sucked into it. I think they start off by playing like local rec sports and then like, some coach comes, hey, you know, your kid's going to be good. We got to get yeah, him on a travel ball. That's and then bad. like, oh, by the way, that's $5,000 a year. You're like, well, <laughs> you know, five. okay, I, we can afford that. You don't add up the fact that you're going to be doing this for the next 10 years and that's going to be 50 grand. You're, you're not doing it that way. You're, you're living in the moment of you want your kid to have the best. And not to pick on parents, there's a lot of pressure from our society for kids to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, so- it's not just in, not just in sports, but school everywhere. San Francisco is ridiculous where yeah. I live with sports, right? And so they always overcharge for everything because all the parents are tech founders and they can right. pay for it. Right. Whenever my kid's sports season starts, I call it the Karen cry. My wife goes up to the coach and starts crying and says, we can't afford. And then they cut us the discount. Really? Because we, because we're normal people in this city. Normal people are very poor in San Francisco. Yeah. So we have to fill out the tax forms. So we always get a big discount on the team sports. Because it's ridiculous what people will pay, and not if you looked at your if you looked at your household income nationally, you guys are way above average. I'm it's like, crazy. It is crazy. That, I should be snorting coke. I mean, also you guys. It, there's also some tension that can happen in families. I know that you have a different oh, yeah. view of you sports than does your wife. Your wife would yeah. probably fall more into the camp of my kid's going to play college sports because she's pretty athletic and competitive. No, but she, I mean. She played D1 volleyball, D2-ish at the time. Right, but listen, if if your kid just came home and said, I don't want to play that sport anymore, would she be okay with that? Um, It, w- it would be a discussion. Well, why is it a discussion? Well, it's complicated. Okay, I know, but that's my point. You just summed it up all in a, it's complicated. Well, because it is so- complicated, It's but not really. If your kid's not having fun and they don't want to do the sport, why are you forcing them to do it? Because I want to teach character and I want them to know discipline. Okay, you can do that another On way. the reflexive of that, on the okay. refle- we've been talking about who's not going to become a professional athlete. The kids that become professional athletes are the ones that are driven by themselves. There's right. your story after story of these kids on their own. It's not your dad. Yeah. Why are 50% biggest- of all Major League Baseball players from like the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean. You know why? Because they're poor kids coming up out of the barrio that will yeah. cut your throat to become great players. And so they're like coming. I mean, dude, those countries have like 90,000 people in them. We have 330 million. How in the world can they be competitive on a professional level? You know why? Because it's coming from those kids. Now they're they have, self-driven. They have programs and everything. But for those kids, that's the way out. And it used to be that way in America. The kids that wanted a way out. For me, I'm very much that story. I wanted out of my yeah. tiny little home. You got out of the ghetto. And I was like, I'm getting out of this little it. town. I'm going to. Hallelujah. I'm, but I worked, dude, I'm telling you, I put in so much extra time on my own. Most kids don't do that. And you know what? In retrospect, I wish I would have just had a normal family that could have loved me normally. And I wouldn't have oh. to worry about that. Hey, you wanna, let me, can I give you a hug right now? <laughs> you, hug. Let's hug me. you know what? Let's hug it we talked about a little bit, uh, in one of our pre-production meetings about being more vulnerable. And I love that okay, every so time I'm about, ready, I'm about ready. you start making a joke. Okay, here it is. 
I want to confess to you, Brandon. Oh, I have been a bad sports parent. I have been the bad sports parent dad on this Man Talk Monday. I have been too hard on my kids when they played poorly and they didn't do well. I have gotten after them too much. Really? And I have completely changed my tune. I am now the encourager in chief. That is what I've come to see with my daughter playing volleyball. I am there to encourage her to get better every day and that she should just have fun. And I do that with my boys. You did this well. I'm always telling them what they did well. Yep. And I, I am the encourager in chief. And ask them how they played. Say, hey, how did, how did exactly. you play? How do you feel about the game? Yep. And here's the other thing. Mike Matheny. I knew you. I had a bingo square. Yeah, you knew I'd do that because he wrote that I book. I He wrote that book and he made all these parents that he, he man, he was a major league manager and he managed his kids like eighth grade baseball team. And he made all the parents on the team sign a letter saying they would not cheer loudly at the games. They would not criticize referees and they would not complain about the management and that their main job was to take their kid to get an ice cream cone after the game. And that, that, that guy is a hall of fame baseball player saying that quit parents. It's the parents. I mean, I coach uh, eighth grade girls, and these parents are screaming on the sidelines. I'm like, that girl could barely walk and chew gum. Just cheer for her. Just be like, yay, good job, and cheer for every kid on both teams. I don't know how it is. You're just starting your dolphin swimming club uh, <laughs> career. I, my wife cheers loudly and says names. I never yeah. say a word. I just, I literally, every once in a while, kind of clap, but I don't cheer and I don't yell. Do you ever like, call her out on that? She, no, it's just not worth it. It's, it's not. Well, it makes it. me sad because it's damaging to those kids. It is. She doesn't understand it. I don't think she would try to do it, but I think parents that do that damage their kids. We talk a lot about this with evangelicals. Like they are raised to be. At one point, you will be in heaven, and all will be right, well. Right. And they miss the today. If you're a parent who's missing just watching your kid play sports and have fun, and hoping they'll become a professional athlete, you're like that evangelical going. One point I'll be in heaven and it all will be fine. You're missing today. Well, Larry, thank you for teaching me how to be a better sports parent and how to be loving to my kid. And you're gonna you're the one, you're the you're the number, Doble, because your daughter is gonna be the professional swimmer at the Dolphin Swim Club. I wish you great success. I can't wait to see you at the Olympics in twenty fifty eight. 